0: To me, <laughs> so anyone wants to talk <laughs> and about if it's Bussy, the please.
1: Final release, it's just gonna get remixed. And <laughs> <Just> <laughs> oh, raw! Oh, Do you
2: remember? We were literally it's recording ra. him and then he went, Oh, rah And then we were like, Do you know what? <laughs> that's Fuck that you. kind of slept. Do you know what <laughs> uh, I mean? Rah. Oh, raw! Oh, raw!
0: <laughs> yeah, that was some good shit. I mean,
1: right,
0: right, let's try and take this somewhat seriously. It's nice. Uh, hello, people. Uh, welcome. To the Navigation Podcast, brought to you by She Machine Productions. Yeah, boy. My name is Luke. I am the lyricist in this uh, gaggle of humans, joined as ever by Spike, the developer, Isan, the performer, and Sasha, the producer. We're all somewhat involved and invested in music, entertainment, and games. And we thought it would be quite nice to have a conversation about stuff. Uh, on that one, I think today's kind of discussion, or, or conversation is all about why we are involved in those industries, why we create things, uh, personally and perhaps even as a, as a species, why, why we do that, why we have a need to put things and ourselves out there. So, why do you create, guys? <laughs> <laughs> okay,
2: so
0: what, why am I creating? Well, Let's I think if, if we if we kind of peel it back a sec, like uh what do you can you guys remember the first thing you created? Like would that like I guess what kind of memories was associated to creation in general, like I
1: mean, for the, the earliest reason I can think of was to get into music was like I wanted to be the guitarist in McFly. Oh, uh, <laughs> that was, was hell my emotions. Yes.
3: <laughs> <Yes. laughs> oh, shit. But if I hadn't,
1: like, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> it's yeah. Really?
2: Yeah, I wouldn't have picked up a guitar. Well, if we're talking about why we started playing, I didn't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think we had that conversation. I think I've had that conversation yeah. before. I didn't have a choice. Um, two older brothers, both of them played piano before me. My parents were like, um, black kid, North London get that education, learn piano, have that on the side because it's supposed to you know, playing piano makes you smarter or whatever. Yeah. Something like that. So yeah, started playing piano. Um, went to secondary school, was like, yeah, I don't really want to do this boring shit anymore. Started playing bass, kind of expanded. In terms of actual creation and creativity, I remember my first composition was Mist Waltz. Do you remember? I do actually. That was my GCSE composition and I was so stressed out because I had to do it with Audacity. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Because they didn't give us max or or, or you, there was like one that was like really old. They didn't tell us about it till like the end. So I had to use Audacity to literally record the piano in my house. But was that the the first thing you created? That was the first thing, very first thing.
0: So like not even, yeah, fair enough, that's a composition and that's kind of different, but like not even uh, a song, oh damn. That's pretty, that's kind of
2: late though. That was what, year year 10? I've always said, in terms of my musical upbringing, actually putting what I've learned into practice didn't come until about two years after I stopped properly studying.
3: I feel that. Do you know what I mean? Because I was
2: doing piano lessons and theory every Monday. And I was going home, doing my theory work, practicing my pieces, all that stuff. Coming back in next Monday, it wasn't really like a, I don't want to say it wasn't my thing, but it wasn't a thing that I was doing for me. It didn't really get to me until I decided to apply it in a way that I wanted to. Music as a whole? Music as a whole. Yeah, music right. as a whole. Because even listening to it, you know, it was always game soundtracks until really I went to Brit. There was like yeah. a Coldplay and Green Day in mm. secondary school. When I first yeah. met you, it was literally just anime OSTs. Yeah, anime OSTs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> literally, Brit was all jazz. <laughs> oh God. Hey I man, have you heard jazz? <laughs> Do you, you like jazz? Jazz. <laughs> jazz. Do you like j- jazz? Oh, memes. So you like jazz?
3: <laughs> <laughs> what about you, SN? Me? Yeah. Um, it's interesting cause I think I've had a somewhat similar experience to Sasha. I started off on piano and I think, and again, somewhat similar to Spike, seeing, you know, bands, guitarists, McFly. Busted, I was. Busted, I, Busted I man. was. doji we busted. Well they muffled? We we at
2: saw. one point, yeah. I am. So, we, we saw Isle of
3: White. I yeah. am so pissed. I never got to see them with Busted. <laughs> That's, That's why I'm twice in it. Fuck When pigs fly, I wanted to see that so badly. It's a good gig. Mm. It's a good show. But yeah, I was. I was very much into Busted McFly. You know that era. I mean, the original one I really fanboyed of was the fucking Thunderbirds, because oh, fucking love Thunderbirds. Oh, and they did yeah, the, the film, Breath, isn't it? The film, and oh, they did the sound, so they did a the song, and it was sick. It was just sick. It was good. <laughs> the fucking jumping off of fucking amps and shit. Loved it. Yeah, yeah. Like, in. Oh, the one about the teacher. Slipping. Oh, that's, what my feet. that's what I go to school for. That's what I go to school for. All that shit. That fuck is
1: sick. Yeah. But like, Later on in life, when I was like Sasha, when when you start applying the music you've learned to what you want to do, mm. it was different because being a white kid growing up in the burbs mm. is like the first thing I did, which was making something and writing something, creating something. Was making a band with some high school
3: people. It's like a yes. metal yeah,
1: it punk band. It yeah, like, yeah, it was
3: cool, and it sucked ass. Oh <laughs> it sucked ass. Oh god. See, I kind of had that experience because I did a lot of band shit in secondary, but it's mainly covers. Like, we never actually created something. My only, like, because of course I said, like, it's Sasha started on piano, saw a lot of shit about guitar, started playing guitar, and I originally I was trained on classical guitar. Mm. Um, got to, like, grade two or some shit. And I went to, like, this bursary thing and did classical. Then I started to get into, like, through guitar into, like, bass and stuff, and, um, but, yeah, piano's always been a thing, so the first thing I really created, and it wasn't even, like, so, I mean, the first thing I, like, of course, the first thing I started really creating was Music GCSE. I made a piece called, um, And the Wind Goes On. That was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, like that, an Earth, Wind & Fire song, know. It wasn't, and it was very... It's it, uh, not Earth, Wind & Fire, is it? Maybe, um, carry on, carry on. But yeah, it was very much like a classical instrumental kind of piece. I was slightly yeah. in my feelings and then my teacher was like, you need to put lyrics to this. I was like, huh. <laughs> fuck it, I'll put some shitty lyrics about i broke up to it. But yeah, but before that, it was mainly just fucking about on piano and like coming up with like melodies and shit. And then like somebody showed me this and I like took it and kind of turned it into something for like an open mic. Right. That was like really my first experience of creating, mm-hmm. I would say. I mean it's interesting because coming from an acting perspective, um, like before that I started getting into acting and it's I would say maybe the first creative experience because of course you have to very much not create your character but of course it's like a Venn diagram shit There's your character, there's you and there's the bit in the middle where, yeah, they, where they kind of where coexist. They coexist. create exist <laughs> yeah so i mean i think my first in a sense experience of creating would be very much the creating character and that process of like figuring out your character and
0: like that's see so when whenabouts was that for you like Sasha's was what, year 10, year 11, kind of thing. How old were you when you kind of had to do that? See,
3: the things, I've I always been pretty much, I've always kind of been into performing. Yeah. Like, when I was young, I went to Lucian Music Service, MIDI, and and um, there's a little music, um, kind of, sc- not school, but like, um, organisation called MIDI Music Centre in Deptford, And I used to go there and then band shit there, and like, guitar and drums. And I've always been pretty much into performing, but I've always done kind of like acting kind of stuff. So I went to like this kid acting programme and stuff. And then but I really got into like acting when I did my first play, which was like must have been like year seven, year eight. Right, okay. And we did the fucking witches. And And was that was that the whole creation of the character then was that too much. I okay. wouldn't say it was a creation of the character, but it was the very first stages of it, right? And that's what got me hooked on acting, I'd say.
0: And then Spike. With what about you, man? Probably
1: about
0: year. You right as well see because I can't remember the first thing. Sasha and I, we were in a band, right? When from from when was that? Year nine.
2: That was year. That was late year eight. Right. Was okay. Summer concert in year eight. Yes, it was. And summer I, concert, and we decided to take it on afterwards because it was alright. Yeah, it was
0: pretty decent. Yeah. But what? Because I think the first thing, the first, well, at least that I can remember, was a track, a, a song for uh, one of those festivals. I think it was a year nine one. Uh, oh God, what was it called? Something like oh, Moonrise. Moonrise, Moonrise right? yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at all these pretentious ass names, man. <laughs> <laughs> Moonrise. Yeah. His first song was that. called Mist Waltz. Mist Waltz. <sighs> Bloody hell. It's weird. So, in terms of like trying to find some kind of through line through all of that, it looks like we're all. It was definitely secondary school. Right. Yeah. The. the, the some form of either be a persona or like a need to get something out yeah yeah uh kind of manifest it why do you think that is
2: teen angst teen angst, teen angst. <laughs> yeah. teen i feel like there's, angst. there's there's no debate there. you no. get to that age yeah. you're a teenager you're angsty you start feeling shit and just yeah you start feeling shit and you know that's th- that that's the age where you decide where you put it and how mm. you put it though you know are you going to ah. Pring Interesting. Cat. Think about: it. Are you going to go out for for a pint? Are you going to go do a liner cap? No. Are you going to write a song? True. Yeah. But then, but are you going to do all three? <laughs> because that is an option I would not recommend. Not gonna, no, 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 no. But
0: the She Machine podcast. She Machine not, podcast. Uh, <laughs> it's not <laughs> endorse-
2: We do not endorse Christian, of Christian Channel. Drugs. Christian uh, Channel. All good Hell Christian all boys. Oh,
0: but so- but, uh, Soaking wet. No, but that's that. He had to do it. <laughs> But oh. that said, like, I don't, I, I wouldn't, You're for me at least, I wouldn't agree. Now. Really? <laughs> no, I don't think, I don't think it was angst, because I was kind of, I was alright.
2: Yeah, it was
0: fine. You know, like, I can't, I can't really complain about anything going on at that time, so I don't think it was.
1: But I still feel like at that age, you, you kind of learn this shit, and you want to put it into practice. That's the age where you either put it into practice and put it into something you want to do, or you give it up. Because so many people I know are like, oh yeah, I played piano. Until How many year people nine. got
0: to like grade All right. four? All it's right, like, it's always like great. Right. So How this many this kind this kind of leads recorder? on. This kind of leads on to um, influences as to why we create, right? But I kind of want to to bridge the, the topics, right? Uh, from the stuff that I started creating was a direct result of listening to entirely too much Coldplay, <laughs> right? Like like copious amounts for for no reason other than. Uh, you know they, it was it was the only music i could kind of connect to at that point i think it was around what 2012 so 2011 yeah, yeah around about that time yeah there it was guys. it was it was an o2 advert right and they played the bass drop oh, cool. on uh, on paradise and i was like mm-hmm. okay i need to know everything everything's, about this band everything everything, every, it makes it all <laughs> yeah. makes sense now but mm. in in a way it kind of did because like i changed um i changed piano tutor yeah. yeah. mm. geezer but that but watching like even just watching him play and thinking like, okay, so he's probably got influences from this, this and this and he's kinda of made this, this and this by doing this, this and this, right? So how can I transmute everything that I hear and kinda of, and and am influenced by mm. uh into something I can do for myself? Mm. I don't think that was angst as much as intrigue. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm. It's interesting, yeah. It's I think it's I wouldn't say they're connected, but I think I'd say there's something about, like, angst and feeling shit, and it makes you connect with what you're listening to. Mm. I mean, I think a big thing for me was, like, I I remember listening to Anthony Hamilton, Coming From Where I'm From. Mm. That track, the piano, fuck me. Like, that piano, that intro is just fucking... Mm. See, in a different way, for me, that
1: was Nirvana. Mm. I was heavily heavily into Nirvana like year nine. Because, I don't know, I was angsty, I was a little emo kid. <laughs> and then Nirvana just... What was it? Um, what's the album? Not Nevermind one with yeah, the
2: yellow yeah, cover, yeah, but yeah, nonetheless, yeah, that
1: fucking album, yeah, to death, yeah. yes. so it's like uh, angsty, mm-hmm. in the suburbs and have a loving family. <laughs> ha! <laughs> <laughs> oh!
3: <laughs> First class tickets.
0: But that's, okay, so that kind of asks uh, a, a wider, adjacent question, like, do... I don't say just like home influences, but like personal relationships and those kind of things influence the angst or like where your mindset is at that age, and that then leads to needing to create. Is that what you guys are kind of? I think I've it's got an interesting.
2: To? I've got an interesting take on that about growing up and influences of the house in particular. Now, I grew up in North London, and Edmonton. Um, Grime was banging when I was in primary-secondary school. I used to listen to Grime all the time. I never got into it, and I don't know why. I think I didn't feel as connected to the genre as I should have. I don't know how I can go into detail about that, but I just didn't feel very connected to it at the time, even though it was supposedly my culture. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Same, so, same. I'm, do you know what I, I mean? I, I kind of feel the same. But it's I'm, funny I was that.
3: never really into that. I was, like, I was definitely more... I mean, I was raised on pretty much a diet of, like... Mm. Neo-Soul, Soul, Mm -hmm. soul, like, fucking Bilal, India-Irie, Omar, Mm -hmm.
2: fucking... But now, at the age of 21, after seeing what I've seen, living what I've lived, going to Deptford, staying there for a year, going to New Cross, staying there for a year, my favourite grime artist is Big Nasty. Mm. Huge respect, and probably not even just because of his music, more because of his persona. And now I can see... (laughs) from Grime, from this perspective of understanding the artist that, in this genre in particular, it's about the culture, it's about the people, it's about mm. the people behind the music. Mm. You know? uh, Big Nasty always talks about pain. Pain is the streets, do you know what mm. I mean? Living it, growing up around it, understanding what it what it actually is. You know? like, yeah. I grew up there when I was, what, 9, 10, so I was very sheltered because I was the youngest of three. As soon as my parents left me, it all made sense. Not less so me, s- they're around. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're around when I grew up and lived my life. So is it... are you saying it's perspective? I think it's perspective. Mm. Okay. I think it's perspective. Because perspective changes, you know? You see a new perspective and it kind
3: of changes the others. Yeah. Yeah. See, the thing is, what I was going to say, I think, it's interesting because we were, like, saying about, well, as you said before, is that, um, of course, feelings and angst, all of that. I think for me, it's like, you see an artist and you respect and connect to what they're producing, right? And you feel a certain way. Why do you think, why why though? Like,
0: why? It's weird, like, to use the Coldplay example, because that's, I mean, I'm wearing a damn Coldplay hoodie right now, but like, uh... (laughs) Rep. Hell yeah. Um... (laughs) It was, it's the, for, for me, the first thing I kind of reco- understood was Coldplay, mm-hmm. right? Was that bass line for Paradise. Mm-hmm. Hadn't heard the song at that point, mm-hmm. right? But I was okay, so I reckon that like, this bass pretty cool. I'm into it because of the music. Mm-hmm. I stayed because of the emotions, the lyrics, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But By this point, I think they only had, yeah, it was Milo's Idletoe, so it was their fifth album, right? Uh, so there wasn't anything like Ghost Stories, which yeah. is just a kind of exploration of, uh, Relationship, depression, all that stuff, right? But I can't. I don't know if I projected my own kind of, uh, like, like a wish fulfillment kind of thing going yeah. on with the with the material they already had at that point. Yeah. Um, but what is it that? Why do you think we do that? It's like, why do you think we kind of connect to? I think it's it's
3: very much the the vibe of what is being produced, and that reflects what you're feeling internally. And I think, are
0: you saying like in terms of what they're like lyric-wise? In terms of, uh, it's the
3: whole thing because you know you can very much differentiate that the song, the instrumentation, that has a certain feel to it.
2: Let me step in. We were having a conversation earlier about uh, what were we talking about. about concept albums. Yeah, um, Joji, Maxo, coming out today. Today. Um, I was talking about why concept albums are just the way forward because concept album is a story it's a collection Mm. of songs that all link into each other and tell a story you know it's like a movie but for your ears that's that that's brilliant it's it's being able to look look, let's break it down concept album i don't listen to a lot of albums all like the whole way through i'm i'm a single guy i like Mm, songs because i can listen to a song on repeat for two hours and take it apart every little bit the instrumentation I don't know, um, the lyrics, the actual vocal delivery, all of those things. I don't know if that's because I'm a producer, because I did it anyway. Yeah. Before I even started producing, I just loved understanding what was going on. Mm. But I'm sure, you know, we've all had songs on repeat. Yeah. And I think that's just writing the vibe but isn't then, it? But then, like, does that.
1: Like, I guess wanting to make singles and repeatable singles. Does that induces this thing that's become a little bit too popular in my opinion that on an album you've got three good songs yeah. and, and the rest is kind of
3: just a quota like, yeah see that's the thing because I've always been a listener the whole way through guy. Mm. like I remember like my first proper like experience of albums Prince Musicology right oh. I listened to like um another one was *Chem*. um like, kind of gospel, again, neo soul artist. And I remember I just lie there in my bed and listen to the thing the whole way through. I remember fucking Nene Cherry, um, fucking, what's the one? Um, Buffalo Starts. Yeah. That whole album, I listened to that the whole way through. That was a fucking cassette. That's when I had like a cassette player in my room. And my, I got my dad's um, box of cassettes and I just listened to some of them. like, this is fucking sick. And I've always loved. Just listening to the whole way through and the journey yeah. that the artist wants to take you on. Uh, that's especially like,
1: uh, i fuck with that. i fuck mm. with that because there's, there's certain albums, and I know I've spoken to you about it, mm. that if a song comes on halfway through, it's like, no, nah, I'm going to the beginning. Yeah, it, or it, if, like, you, if you didn't yeah, properly yeah, listen yeah. to a track, yeah. you have to go and, yeah, back and like, yeah. If I'm listening to my just liked songs on Spotify, and something from Dark Side of the Moon on, I'll either mm. not listen to it, mm. or I'll put on Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, it's like it's one of them. Mm.
0: To that, to that point, and to the points that you guys have already kind of uh, brought up about, uh, well, you know, the, 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 the three good songs on an album, kind of thing, right? And being able to listen to a track and an album in a certain way. Why then? What when? What's the motivation behind creating? anything you know what I mean like what's what kind of what role does it fill in well as a
1: product as something for yourself personally Mm. I mean personally my motive for creating music for creating games is storytelling Mm. I've always wanted to tell stories like when I was a kid I used to write stories when I write music I always try and tell something and it may not be your typical oh boy meets girl girl cheats on boy oh sad times Mm. but it's a story Mm. and it's the same with making games I want to tell something interesting that's going to keep someone interested and you know that's my motivation for it Mm. there's so much stuff out there that's just generic and tells the same thing or says the same thing or it's pointless Mm. (laughs) that's that's
0: cool like and kind of building on that, so some of the stuff that I've, that I'm currently making at the moment, right, uh, I have no experience in like, in the real world. Like mm-hmm. I, I, have, I'm, I haven't been cheated on. I haven't, um, lucky. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, shit.
0: Sad boy hours. Sorry, continue. Uh, at least I don't think I have. Um, Oof. oof. <laughs> uh, but Ooh. I, I, I'm not, I'm not a, a girl either. Yeah. Stuff like that. So, but I think, a certain degree, releasing stuff not as Luke Amatruda but as Lyria, there's some mm. kind of disconnect. Mm. So I can I, I allow myself more freedom to kind of yeah, to, to create that. in those ways. When you then try and tell stories, where does where do those stories come from? Is it a, a case of wanting just to ex, ex, not expose these stories but kind of just create conversation um, about these stories or?
1: I mean, yeah, create conversation but my music's very different from the games. Mm. For games, I'll tell a fictional story. Mm. I'll make something up. I'll create a main character and they go on this journey. Doesn't matter in what world, what setting, that I want to tell something
3: fantastical. I think it still will connect to you, though. It will connect to it's you. This, I think telling, I think, okay, I'm going to quickly. Well, gonna go on, go on, go on. I was going to say it doesn't come from a personal place.
1: Mm. But a lot of my music does. Mm. So the games,
0: the story of the games don't come from a personal place, Not but anything. the music for them do.
2: How do you marry those but, two up? You know that the awkward music moment when The Last of Us was based on a true story.
3: <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah.
2: For real? No. Oh,
3: I was about to say, I was like, what? <laughs> no,
2: but that's my point. If you think about games and the whole gaming industry, if we look at the the story okay, of ourselves, right? Into. But that's that's right.
0: Games are slightly different because games are they they kind of act as wish fulfillment. Mm. they mm. also act as an interactive medium to experience stories. The same way that mm. if you connect the music in a certain way, they do the same thing. And mm. thank God you brought up The Last of Us because if I did, I wouldn't be able to stop talking about it. Yeah, go on. But uh, especially with The Last of Us Part Two, Spoiler alert. No, no we're not going <laughs> to do spoilers. We're not going to do spoilers. All right, go on, I go hope. On. Um, that, on the face of it, yes, is a survival story. Uh, it's a shooty shooty at zombies story uh, but under the top layer it's a father father daughter story twice over Uh, it's um, actually no I'm going to linger on that for a second because if you guys aren't familiar with like in in the first one uh, and this is going to be a spoiler for the first one in the opening uh, level if you want to call it that uh, Joel's daughter Sarah is uh, is shot right? In multiple interviews, from what I kind of, well, from what I've seen, is Troy Baker, the guy who plays uh, Joel, he didn't have a, a child by that point when he filmed that, right? So and but so he didn't really have anything to base a kind of mm. performance on, yeah. right? But you can still somehow kind of pull a um, hmm. a performance from that yeah. either vicariously through uh other people's experiences or just
3: from some kind of innate ability to do that i think it's it's kind of like well from an perspective you've got to it's either associating your own experience of finding something that equates that same feeling of what you would think the character is going through mm. so of course it may not be the exact same situation but it's still i mean in acting lessons of course you you think about a scenario one um, one of my teachers when I was at um, drama school identity um, very much talked about the imagination and using the imagination and picking a person and imagining they've done something to elicit that emotion in you that you would equate with that feeling or you would equate so that you can come on ready feeling that so it's that very much in a sense, is of course the creation aspect, because that that scenario might not be real. That's completely in your imagination, yeah. but it elicits that response in you. That is on the same level of imagining being seeing your daughter fucking shot in front of you. Yeah, yeah.
0: So okay, that's cool. Is that from the creators' point of view? Or
3: the person that is experiencing what has been created, you know what I mean? Like I think that's very much the, the person experiencing what's been created, it can be the creator. I mean that's why I think even in games there's still a very personal aspect to what you're creating because of course you're telling a narrative, but why are you telling that narrative? It's something that you feel is admirable or you feel a story should be told that should be out there, even if it's fictional. What yeah. the character's going through, their progression, is values that you seem admirable. So I think, again, it is still kind of personal, but... Mm-hmm. So, and um, what do you think elicits that uh, that reaction from people?
0: Like, uh, what do you think makes a person think, like, this story has to be told?
3: I guess, you know, it's interesting, because I think... I say like pain. <laughs> pain. Just pain. <laughs> this is pain. The first, first class ticket to Spain oh is. Dear. It's. I think it's. Maybe you you've been through something, or maybe I'm trying to think now to to circle it back and connect.
2: Dare it. I dare I step in and okay. say this about my approach to making music now? Anyway, the whole yeah. Shima thing is a separate persona. Um, like Luke said there's certain stories you can tell in a more maybe not convincing maybe not graphic but maybe more connected way when you don't do it as yourself you know Mm. I can look back at a song I wrote when I was like 18 and say oh that's a character because I can be like well I probably wouldn't do anything I sung about then or Mm. uh, anything I sung about then now but I completely understand where that came from
3: and mm. what influenced it. See, that, that thing where you said like a character, and it's interesting because of course the whole thing of self-judgment and fear of judgment I think, which I think is definitely a thing that holds back creation. When you produce something under yourself there's definitely that fear of how people are going to interpret it, how people are going to take it but I think when you're when you kind of not disconnect it but you put it on a persona that may not be yourself that takes away that fear of judgment and opens up the creative and you can then put what you're feeling onto this character yeah with that disconnect of yeah away from the personal do you get what I'm saying so then you kind of lose that fear of judgement I think and I think I was going to say earlier I think a thing that kind of brings us to create because of course in in this in today's world there's of course the individual and all of that I think the need to explain ourselves Mm. I mean I, I get this feeling a lot sometimes when I'm like mad or whatever I think and I find up I imagine scenarios where I'm explaining how I feel to someone and explaining why I feel this and I'm in my head on my own just imagining this argument and it's like shit That's
2: this,
3: this feeling to explain what yeah. you're feeling and, and almost validate your own feelings mm. I yeah. think that is a big part of creation because you're it's, it's, the, ex- it's the calling out into the void right yeah. it's, it's the
0: yeah. hey can anyone hear me mm. I'm hoping someone you know does mm. To to use another kind of uh, Naughty Dog um, reference, like that thing that Neil Druckmann always says about the first one is, look, I don't care if people. And I'm interested to see your take on it, considering that you're. Since um, you say, it, like, fear of failing and all that stuff, mm-hmm. really being able to explain yourself, like, I'd rather people love it or hate it, just mm-hmm. not be ambivalent.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, but
1: that's where Ryan Johnson went wrong with Star Wars.
0: So, okay, so this is. Like, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 brilliant, because, like, do you. I'm idea more to the to that to the Neil, the Neil Druckmann kind of things like I want people to either to either give me real really bad criticism mm. or to kind of well actually I'm not really kind of okay with praise right. but either either way but contrasting that with the Ryan Johnson thing where he is too scared to fail like do you think that's yeah. a hinder to creation or a hinder to creating something good
1: what my problem with Ryan Johnson was this is going off a bit of a personal tangent mm-hmm. The oh, by the way, bit. for those
0: of you who don't know, Ryan Johnson doing the, uh, Last uh, Jedi. the the Last Jedi, yeah. yeah, episode eight of Star Wars.
1: Um, he came out and said, "I'd rather people like either love it or hate it. That's what I want. I want people. To, I want to divide people. But then, when people hated it and gave him shit for it and criticism, he got defensive. He got, defensive. He, got yeah. he got defensive. Mm. It's like you can't aim for something and then shit on people for getting the mm. reaction you want.
2: Bro, this is Star Wars. Like." What are, what are you doing? Yeah.
1: Can we take this seriously? <laughs> <laughs> I feel, oh, you'd be surprised.
3: Yeah. Be, uh, like, I love it, but people take it seriously. Mm. I think you definitely have to, when you're producing, and, you know, producing material, or producing something, putting it out there, I definitely understand what you mean by, either love it or hate it, just don't be ambivalent. Because, you know, you've done that, and someone's just like, oh yeah, it's, it's good, it's just like, that is what hurts the most. What does that mean? Ambivalence.
0: Yeah, it's like because if if no if no one mm. if just if it's just like okay if you, it's if you scream out into the void and no one calls back, it's like uh, yeah. oh, oh what did I do that for? Yeah, <laughs> it's almost like did you? It's almost like embarrassment.
3: Yeah, it's I think for me it's like did I do my job properly? Did 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 I do something wrong that yeah. made you not connect to that? Did I did I not produce it well enough? For you? Like mm. it's just what what about it didn't allow you to connect yeah. with it in a way even if you hated it even if you loved it what about it that didn't take you to that place
0: so moving yeah. to moving to like uh hinders things that hinder uh create uh, creativity i guess as a whole is it more that fear like for, for, for you guys personally because i don't want to kind of make blanket statements but like is it for, if, for you guys fear of ambivalence or fear of failure Fear of, fear of uh, having, like, really bad press. Like, just no one liking
2: the shit you need. Okay. Um, let me step in here, then. Because as a producer, basically my end goal for every track I work on is that the artist and their audience like it. Yeah. That is my job. I believe the artist's job is to put their feelings into words and song, mm. but it's my job to make sure that the artist and the audience like it. Yeah. Because that's when it comes down to controlling... Specific elements, you know, little grooves that get the people like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or that little riff where someone's like, oh, that's so nice. You just go back and play it again. You know, little things like yeah. that. Those little things I have to think about and spread out here and there. So when I do come to someone and say, hey, what do you think? And they say, yeah, that's all right. I'll be like, give me something. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm now at a point where I don't, I don't fear failure. Ooh. I've failed so many times that failure is only a lesson. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You deep. can't. Yeah, no. Seriously, like hashtag deep. Hashtag dupe. You got. You can. You can only <laughs> fail so many times. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, if you keep failing, and as long as you learn from that failure, you will grow. But you know, it brings up what we
1: spoke about last night, it, and it's thinking back to the Ryan Johnson thing. If you can't take failure, if if you can't do something mediocre, you get shit for it. You, you, you fucked up, and then you defend it. Like saying, oh no, your opinion's wrong.
2: Bro, if you're a human being, yeah, and you can't, if if you're a human being who creates anything, any kind of media, and you can't accept someone telling you it's shit, you shouldn't be doing it. Or at least you shouldn't be doing it professionally or full-time or as a job, because part of the job is taking criticism. That's probably the biggest part, because as soon as you take criticism, that criticism you can adapt to any situation.
0: Okay okay on the flip side of that if you are to be told that your your stuff is shit mm. yeah do you think have you guys ever been told that for one yeah um, yeah. Yeah? yeah right have i
3: you're shit yeah there, there you, go. you go okay Sorted. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> um i mean thinking about it from like i mean of course the ma- my main kind of thing is acting mm. and it's very much you go on stage and present a character and then people mm-hmm. judge I wouldn't say judge but they look and critique your portrayal. interpretation and portrayal and I think for me it's not that I've received bad criticism I think it's interesting because acting you know you always have that you finish the show you feel great you get changed come out everyone's like clapping I think there's almost like a not. I wouldn't say a facade but people of course say nice things because it's in person the only response you really get is so, okay. Is this bad criticism or is this negative criticism? It's not because
0: there's a distinction. There's criticism. There's you know the constructive criticism, mm. that kind of shit. That yeah. the, 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 yes, you should probably take on board and kind of improve mm. on. And Then there's just bad criticism, which is oh you're just you're just shit. Like I just didn't like it. Mm. Like, there's, there's nothing you can
3: do to improve. Yeah. Which is just, yeah. just stopped doing what you're doing. Mm. Like, that's just bad criticism. For me, that's just shit criticism because. You're not helping. You're not helping, for one, but you haven't thought out... You, you haven't gotten past your own thought process. You've just reacted, oh, this is shit, I don't like Do
0: it. Do you think that like, we're able to have that discussion and kind of have the opinions we have because we are creators mm. or because some people are just devoid of empathy right. in that
2: way? Creators. Creativity. Someone with a creative brain and an open mind... As you should have as a creative anyway, mm-hmm. I believe, should be able to look at a piece of art and be able to at least understand it and empathize. Exactly, it, right? Mm-hmm. You should be able to look at it objectively mm-hmm. as a piece of art. You know, what is it? Is What's going on? You, may, you may not agree with the message. Is that, that, that is that, that or just or?
0: limited to
3: creators though? Like, do you think most people should probably have that? I think, yeah, I think there is definitely in the world, there's a bit of a lack of empathy. You need to be able to, if we're
2: talking about specifically creativity in your art and the art that you create, as a creator, you need to be able to create art and acknowledge, accept and understand that a large array of people with different knowledge bases, as well as tastes, will listen to it. Mm. Right. you will have the unexperienced musician listen to your track and be like, this is terrible. I don't like it. But you're a singer-songwriter with an acoustic guitar, and they listen to Joji and Lil Uzi. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm doing a shrug thing here. You can't see it because it's. it's <laughs> you know, I, do you know what I mean? Like, it, you need to be able to to accept and understand that. Yeah, not everyone's going to like it. Not everyone's yeah, going yeah. to. But you need to then be able to understand why they don't like it. Yeah, because yeah. some people might, might. Some people might just be like, yeah, I don't like it. Um, my mum, uh, you guys have you, you guys have all had Future Piece now. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like it. She mm-hmm. likes the instrumental. She doesn't like the beat. I oh, know. No, she likes the instrumental. She doesn't like the vocals. I was like, you know what? I get that because I made the instrumental. I was like, oh, I really don't want to write vocals on this because I don't want to ruin the instrumental.
0: Yeah. From a mm. producer's
2: perspective, I was able to look at it and be like, bro. I'm a producer, not a singer. I can sing, but I, I know my productions way better. I know that people are going to like the beat, but not like the vocals, but that's cool because this is a song that's going out All as right. an artist. under an artist Does scale. anyone
0: else have anything to say about uh, criticism? No? Because that, that raises an interesting point, right? Mm. As, as a producer, mm. right? Mm. Does, does being a producer change the way that you create? Like peeling back that curtain. Mm. So, okay. From my from my point of view, now having logic and like making stuff on logic and understanding how that that shit works, mm-hmm. I can't listen to any song. Uh, maybe the first time, but the second time I listen to a track, mm-hmm. I pick apart. Okay, so they probably put this on the EQ. <laughs> I- uh, there's a compressor on that shit. Like it, yeah. it ruins the experience. Right, like, it's changed, and, right. and then that yeah. changes how I create. It's like okay, so the, the guitar needs to be on this point here, yeah. on on you know, on uh-huh. the
3: EQ and shit like that. Like uh-huh. exactly that. I mean, even for me, from an acting perspective, it's interesting um, studying yeah. acting. Studying, right. You then can't watch shit without picking apart. picking it, apart. Yeah. Picking it yeah. apart. I've sat there during shows. and I'm like, oh, that person did that. Yeah. Oh, you were out of time there. Yeah. And it's like it's not even from like. Cause you know that they've they they are professional level, so I know that they've put a certain amount of effort and time into this. So Mm -hmm. not that it's bad, but it's just I've noticed that that has happened, and it's just like I can't not see it. At the other end
1: of the spectrum, with that picking apart things and being able to hear that shit gets you fucking hyped when it's good, when it's Mm. in place, when it's perfect. Mm. Things sound together. Things work. The drums. Perfectly tuned mm. like and the tone is on point. That actually gets me hyped. Mm.
3: Mm.
2: Being in the position of a musician, that's a scrap producer for this, mm. I'm the second film, I'm gonna say musician because all musicians have it. Everyone in here is a musician, mm. because we mm. can listen to a track and be old to tear apart. If you can do that and understand that, that's a a big thing. Surprisingly, you know, not, not many, well I'm sure a lot of people can do it, but like in terms of proportion being able to listen to a song and actually pick it apart. As I was going to say, Luke, you listen to a track, you imagine that guitar there, that guitar there. As soon as I started using Logic, every time I listen to a track, I can close my eyes and almost visualize yeah. a Logic project. Yeah, 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 that's probably a better way to square it. Green yeah. regions, blue regions, panning, Christ, EQ on that regions. track, you know, JGP mm-hmm. on that track. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But, but I can still separate myself from that because I know that I still like music just because it's music. Mm-hmm, yeah. like yeah, As well, much sure. as this is now my job to make it, and, yeah. you know, criticize it to some extent, I just like putting my headphones on and just, oh, mm-hmm,
3: you know, yeah, just, yeah, just yeah.
2: enjoy it. Sometimes you don't have to be a dick. You don't have to criticize. Yeah. You don't mm-hmm. have to take it apart. Sometimes you just need to listen. To All something. you <laughs>
3: want to do is criticize. But <laughs> criticize.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. this leads <laughs> on to like a real
1: pet peeve of mine. Mm-hmm. Bass. No, okay. Tread, you, tread lightly. What did, what did tread did you, lightly. What did, right. what did you fucking
2: say? What, you what,
1: that right. Right. what did you fucking say? <laughs> 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 let me let me let me explain myself. Tread carefully, I, Squire.
2: I <laughs> <might> squire. enjoy <laughs>
1: a fat bass. What you can do okay. with the voice bass on Logic
2: yes. slaps. Mm. Yes.
1: Because it fits. Yeah. This trend of just putting the bass up. Yeah. Putting mm-hmm. the bass up it sounds muddy. Mm. It sounds mm. just like you're
2: just slogging through this track and it's the same with headphone companies do you know what just the point on that dare I dare I put this out here now as I said you guys have all heard future piece right that track never had 808s on it
3: Man I mean it, it does at
2: the end but it's yeah, in yeah. the, the upbeat part the part with the bass line the actual baseline, that nearly had 808s now how bad of an idea would that have been
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that because you're because there it's, are a couple it's, people it's who like, have like, not seen like, that was a bad idea It's bandwidth, isn't it? Like, bass takes up a shite ton Mm. of... uh, All you would hear would be, like, every so often, just, like, a high note and then just bass. Mm. Just, like, Mm. sandwiching everything. That's, uh... Oh, God.
2: Mm. When's that coming out, by the way? It's a good question. Mm. I'm actually working on the whole EP right now. Um, Mm. So I'm pitching it to Chris, see if we can get it to a label or something. But I want to... I think the past year or so, it's very much been producer in the sense that I don't really make my own art anymore mm. whenever yeah. I did a track when I was at Deptford, or uh, in Deptford rather, or even in New Cross notice there was always a music video idea at least mm. because I wanted to make it a whole project that involved at least three people, you know for real though, the music video got um, MTN Film, shout them out mm. at mm. MTN Films on Insta um, they've done a, a lot of stuff for me I did some stuff with Corel as well um, Lil Ash on Insta but yeah, it's it's always been a, a reach out to other creatives to make a bigger thing other than just a song. You yeah. Know? Mm. I don't know. But yeah, that was going somewhere. I forgot where it was going. <laughs> <laughs> Rewind the tape. <laughs> Pull it. Tape. Back. Select art. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, talking oh. about the EP. The EP. The EP, yes. So in this, in this instance, I've been like, OK, right, so you're, an, you're a producer, you, you're you technically also an artist. I can sing, I am a multi-instrumentalist. There isn't really a reason I shouldn't be putting my own music together. Mm. I think one thing I haven't done up until this point is make a coherent project with at least four tracks. I think this is <laughs> going to be like seven. I think the EP's going to end up being like seven. But they haven't been... Cause there was like Unsaid when I was at Brit, which is now not... On SoundCloud, do not try to find it. It's, um, right. Bloody shout terrible. Shout out Cheddar Cat. Shout out Cheddar Cat. Shout out Cheddar Cat. Do you know what? Do you know what? Oh, What's her, what's her Insta? Oh, What's her Insta? I, I want to do it. Oh, don't I, do it. I, huh? Oh, no. No, no because I still have huge respect for her art, I'm not going to lie. Um, oh, don't do it. The, <laughs> yes. I do respect that.
1: Even though you might have beef, if their art is yeah. good, they respect them. Yeah. Do not okay, do so not like, I don't, don't want to
0: delve into this too much, mm. um, because I can't always say it for another, for another, for another uh, yeah, podcast, course, for another yeah, yeah, episode, yeah. but like... Foreshadowing. Yes, <laughs> there will be more of these there people, be uh, for better or for worse. Till um, death does part. Like, how much of a disconnect do you think there is between creative and creation?
1: I think it depends.
0: Like, I know, I know, we've kind of touched on this, like mm-hmm. having that disconnect between like what I create and how I create and stuff like that. And uh, Spike, we talking about your, you know, the imprint you put on on music and stuff. But like, uh, if people that we would want to collaborate with that we find out later are kind of not the greatest, mm-hmm. or you know, that the thing that they created is not entirely what it seems, mm. like. How much can you kind of, uh, I don't know, like morally perhaps, for lack of a better there's term, kind of engage with that, Yeah, you
1: yeah know? I think there's a bit of a... It's, it's a hard topic because there's certain issues which, if they do certain things, I can't respect it. I can't mm. respect that art anymore. Mm. Like, the one that springs to my mind is Lost Prophets, the band. Yeah. Oh, mm. God. Um, I can't remember his name, but I used to fuck with Lost Prophets so hard. They, they, they were a good band. I feel so sorry for the other band members, but lead singer turned out to be a raging nonce. <laughs> Dirty nonce. But, like, but he's locked up for it now, but he, what? how old was the kid? Not even that old? God. A year old, maybe? Baby. was a baby. He baby. baby.
0: Either way, entirely too young. Right. Exactly. Just, and right. just, but, oh, God. Just, just objectively a bad person.
1: But no, because, because he did that shit, he can't listen to music because it's just that connotation with it. Mm. But, whereas,
2: I guess... My well, take on it, if we're going to go on to, a, a, I guess, a less, more even, a more personal inner circle level in terms of people we've worked with and how we've stopped and why, I'm going to name drop, um, you get to a point in your career, if if you decide that whatever your medium of art is, is going to be a full-time career, You'll get better, you'll grow, you'll work with people, you'll understand people, and you'll understand how people react to certain situations. Mm. Once you get that level of experience, maybe it's like a, an interior anxiety that's just formed from going through it, but your fuse will shorten. You'll see a red flag and you'll immediately run in the other direction and you'll be questioned for it. People will ask, oh, but well, you know, they seem really nice, or they seem really good. But that gut instinct, your gut instinct, it's never wrong. No. It is never wrong it's never
3: wrong it's interesting because of course you talk about lost lost profits and not be able to fuck with their music anymore well not their music that guy and it's interesting because what was i going to say um of course i always I, I think of it where did your creativity come from that's the question for me and it's um of course you do have to be able to sometimes to separate the artist from the person but if art is influenced by how we feel and how we perceive things how do i know that your art is not influenced by your view Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying because of course we know of course there's a whole thing of artists putting shit in their lyrics hidden maybe i mean what's the one um oh fucking golden fucking uh what's the one and it's a, it's about heroin like under my skin whoa under my skin like mm. he wrote a song about a girl being under his skin mm. but that yeah. could very much be interpreted a different way mm-hmm. drugs like, oh okay but that's that's slightly different I'd, interpretation uh, interpretation no 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 but uh, how do we so that that's the of course what i'm saying they're the hiding stuff in your lyrics you know or hiding stuff in your art how do we know that then your art was not influenced by what you're thinking or what you're bringing to what your personal? Because, raging nonce, you know, how do we know that you weren't yeah. thinking about fucking a child while you were writing your shit? Yeah. That kind of thing. What's, what's,
2: what's to say he wasn't? Oh, God. Oh God. What's I'm to say uh, he uh,
3: trying to
0: kind of veer away and make it a bit. <laughs> I'd be more positive like, No yeah no. Light. Like Do you So uh, I th- Loads of artists Do this stuff But like If they go on interviews And stuff like that So what was this song about it's like, mm. Oh I don't want to You know I don't really want to tell people What it what it's about Chris Martin does this a lot Like he yeah. um, he's like, You know It's about it's, it's about Whatever you want it to be about At the end of the day It's whatever the listener Is yeah. kind of Putting on that um, So I think The Last question I can kind of formulate from all that um, before we wrap this up is if ultimately whatever we create is going to be interpreted in whatever way someone chooses to, be it bad criticism, negative criticism, be it uh, you know why do why then do we bother creating anyway to put any emotions in there whatsoever? You know what I mean? Like, why do we? If, th- if things if things are always going to be, one. It's like it's like having a, having a kid. Like you can it, you can project whatever kind of thing you want on this child before it's born, and then as soon as it is and it grows up, it becomes its own thing. Everyone mm-hmm. kind of imprints on it and stuff like that, and it experiences the world in a certain way, and the world interacts with it a certain another way. Like, why do you create? with all your intentions just for it to be interpreted in a different way? So knowing that it will be interpreted in many different ways and not necessarily the way that you intended to. thats a very long-winded question. Right.
2: I listen to my tracks on repeat, and do you know why? Because I make them for me. Mm-hmm. Every, track, okay. every track I've made and released, I can say, I've listened back to and been like, oh. I can get in the feels to my own songs mm. because I know that I've put myself into it yeah. if someone else listens to it and interprets it differently great yeah fine mm. that's that's cool man but when I put my headphones on and when I open my project mm. because like that's a that's yeah. that's the that's the upgrade as well mm. being a producer being an artist making music is the fact that yeah you can put an mp3 on your phone or you can go on Spotify but I can listen to a track and be like oh that's so deep what was I doing mm. and I can look at exactly what I did mm. and I could see exactly who I was when I made that track.
0: Yeah, so then, smart. to answer the original question, mm-hmm. you create for yourself. I think it's
3: interesting. I was, I was. Gonna... Ultimately, yeah. So it's like
2: Ultimately, you... it's for myself. Yeah, it's what I love to do.
0: For any particular reason, other than like, do you,
2: <laughs> you know what? You're right? No. Do you know what? He's he now. I got cucked into liking music no, straight, straight up. That. They t- they they forced me to play piano. I was like, do you know what? This is kind of sick. No, but no but I was going to chi- chime <laughs> in and I got
3: cucked. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say, what I was gonna say. Um, it's interesting because to an extent, you can only create for yourself because you cannot control other people. Other people's reactions are out of your control. Mm. Because it's interesting, last night we were talking about chaos theory. Everything yeah. is fucking random you can't control it you can only live with authenticity and what you bring into the world and what you create you can't control other people's reactions you can't control what other people think or feel so at the end of the day you can only you can try and create and to to appease and for it to be liked by other people and at the end of the day is that authenticity, are you creating authenticity because if you're trying to to coerce people into liking it inverted commas, that's not you being authentic to yourself you really can only create for yourself because you can never control how other people will interpret, feel what you've produced. Then you create to preserve
0: authenticity or to preserve a kind of moment in time for your I think you.
3: it's very much encapsulated and preserve a moment in time right. for you. It's a moment in time that you put on a shelf and it's like this, this is this. You can view it how you want to. You can't, you can't, I can't sit you down waterball waterboard torture you into feeling a certain way about something. You know? That what was, like that you, was a pretty grim example, but... No, I get, <laughs> I get, I
1: get you, I get you. Yeah. Spike? <sighs> nice no, it's <just> green. Yeah? <laughs> really? Yeah. It's like, yeah, it, if we're just taking the fact that you've got one kind of shot at things, mm. why try and appease other people? Mm. Like, mm. It, even in a wider perspective, not just linked to music, just do shit for yourself. Mm. Just don't be <laughs> a, just a cunt. Just don't, don't be Don't be a dick about it. Exactly. Yeah. Quote of the day.
2: Quote of the day. Don't, just don't be a cunt. be a cunt. Just
0: don't stop, Just stop it, hit, it? it. Stop it. Yeah. Just stop, it. Just stop it. And I think on that wonderful,
3: that, is uh, that she wonderful she the bombshell. Yeah.
0: Uh, I think we're gonna leave it there lads. Mm. Yeah. Uh, thank you, whoever listened to this, for listening to this.
2: Hi mum. Big <laughs>
0: up. <laughs> um, we're hoping...
3: Shout out mum. We'll shout out mumsy. Big up all
0: the mumsies. You Let me do the damage. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the damn door! Shut the damn door! (laughs) Um, yeah. Look, thanks, thanks for thank you all for listening. It's very engaging with us. Thank you, everyone in the room, for facilitating a I don't want to say rousing discussion, but one that certainly uh, allows insight into, you know, your minds personally, and also, you know, why we, hopefully, for you guys at home, why we do stuff. Yeah. Uh. We're trying to make these as often as we can. Hopefully they'll be up every fortnight.
1: Mm-hmm. Might be a little bit lighter. <laughs> yeah.
2: <hopefully>. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> this one's going be a bit heavy, This what it is.
0: Um, but yeah, thank you so much, and we'll see you on the next one.
2: Instas! Woo! At Shima Music 99 got an EP coming out soon, you better follow up. Might get back on YouTube, who knows? Ooh. You?
3: Isan? Hey, um, at Kwami 98 Yeah. Wow. Uh, Nah. (laughs) Nah.
0: Uh, Lyria Music on Instagram. I am not fucking
1: spell it though.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, good point. Uh, Uh, L-J-R-I-A.
2: Give a snapshot. Thank you everyone. Thanks everyone. Peace out. Bye. Bye. Bye.